Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money from podcasts? The answer to every single one of these questions is pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. The reason why I love Anchor is just because it's easy. It's simple. It's on my phone. I don't use any exterior hardware. I don't got to do anything really, but just pick up my phone, open the Anchor app, press record, invite my guests, and boom, you have the melancholy condition. So if you want to start your podcast, do so today. Go to anchor.fm. Hey everyone, what's going on? My name is Darius Velasquez and I am your host. Welcome to The Melancholy Condition. I wanted to give you a huge thanks for tuning in and hopefully you enjoy today's episode. Let's go ahead and start that intro track. Hey guys, what's going on? So welcome back to another episode of The Melancholy Condition. In this episode, I'm gonna be go ahead and cover the topic of getting, basically just knowing your limits, right? So there are, there's a few things that happened over the past couple weeks, I guess, the past month um, that kind of definitely took my life into a whole nother, direction kind of messed up a lot of things kind of set me back which is okay you know these type of hiccups i think are necessary for life and it kind of just proves that you know the direction that you're heading in may not be the direction that's meant for you you in the long run right so um, basically i had a certain individual kind of uh, throw me under the bus with some things and then after everything kind of played out um, the situation didn't really benefit for him in the long run and then he basically just tried calling me like hey you know trying to just act brand new and immediately I kind of had to put him in his place like not disrespectfully not being an asshole not saying hey f you dude but just you know being real with him just like hey look this is how I felt last time and this is how you made things so I'm not willing to follow through with whatever it is that you wanted to do. 
just without you know giving out any names or details and things like that being real blunt but the reason why i want to be or kind of ooh, excuse me i had some coffee i don't know why i always seem to do these podcasts recordings like real late at night and i typically tend to drink coffee too just to kind of get my mind going and i always end up getting either real like yawning or i just tend to burp a lot so i apologize for that but anyways back to the topic at hand um I feel that there is a lot of individuals that probably have this issue. Um, Say you're in a situation and someone says something to you or someone does something and this is something, someone that you respect. So it's hard to say, hey, you know, I didn't like that. Can you never do that again? And that's kind of what I kind of want to touch on is knowing your limits, knowing about, about how much disrespect you'll willing to take and kind of some psychology that I've touched up on in the past about whenever I first started reading. Um, I used to read a book called how to get out of your own way. And this is by Tyrese Gibson. He's one of the stars of the fast and furious saga. Um, basically I'm going to kind of touch on some points that, have always stuck with me since I've read that book and something that I tend to share with people um, whenever they bring up these, whether it be relationship advice or, you know, coworkers or something like that, that feel like people always disrespect them or just whenever people feel like they're getting stepped on overall in general. So topic at hand, knowing your limits, knowing where your train stops, knowing where you draw the line for whether it be disrespect, whether in happiness, uh, things you're willing to do for people, whatever. So let's go ahead and dive in. So without giving away too much information, um, basically I had some things put into perspective, uh, just things that I should have capitalized on, things that I should have done a different way, and I guess advice that I, of my own that I've given other people that I should have remembered at this point. And I think it's always funny that we seem to forget our own advice in crucial moments of our own problems until after the fact. It's just pretty interesting to me. So. Um, A little example I'm going to use for this little segment is going to be uh, a girl that I used to work with. About three or four years ago, I used to do some serving, um, and basically there was this, this girl that, I guess she, how do I put it? She was a very nice girl. She was very shy at times. And in the high volume restaurant that we worked in, there was a lot of like little mistakes that could have been overlooked, but because of, and I'm gonna blame her anxiety, I guess caused her to overthink certain things. And if you don't know already, whenever you overthink things, you tend to make really small, stupid mistakes that even whenever you go back and look at, it's just like, 
wow, really, I did that? And it's only because you're overloading your brain with information, and it can even be scenarios that haven't happened yet. So, you know, being paranoid or having anxiety, you tend to think about things that haven't even happened yet, and you overload your brain with this scenario, something that hasn't even happened, like I said. It's just this fake made up scenario of an event because you're overthinking something. And I think that's what she tended to do quite often. And I just, anyway, so she made a lot of mistakes and the manager would, you know, get onto her. But the way that he'd get onto her would tear her up. And for the rest of the night, her whole group would be all messed up. And she'd come and ask me, like, hey, you know, I don't really like the way, you know, so and so talks to me is there any advice you think I could do to kind of just be more confident to step up to him or to tell him I don't like being talked that way or just ways that I could maybe not take it so personally, you know, this, this, and that. And these are the little bit of, I guess, steps, tips that I've given her, things that, like I said, I've read in certain books, especially... Um, that book, How to Get Out of Your Own Way by Charles So, what is it like whenever you're talking to someone and they try to undermine you by convincing you to do something you don't want to do? Or whenever you do something wrong and someone speaks to you as if you're less than them? Better yet, if you're in a relationship and someone tries to make you feel guilty for something that you're not doing now i can relate to two of them i'm not in a relationship where this happens but i have helped other people that have been in relationships in these type of scenarios these are all prime examples of knowing your limits and knowing what you're willing to accept so the first little tidbit i guess um, from the book, How to Get Out of Your Own Way, there was a section in it that, and it kind of relates it to um, the talk that you give a mature girl that's getting into her teenage years about sex, right? So they say, at least, and this is how they referenced it in the book, is that whenever you're telling a young girl about you know her early sexual activities, if she's going to be you know, doing it, anything um to know where her train stops right so and even guys too i mean this day and age you have a very equal playing field i think nowadays it's possible for a girl to take advantage of a guy but anyways back to the topic at hand what they tell you is to know where your train stops and understand that you don't have to do something if you don't want to so if a guy is pressuring you if you're a girl and you know they he wants to do something with you and you don't feel comfortable with it know that you have to put your foot down right then and there to just tell him no the same thing goes with you know bullchangers whatever but this is how it's referenced in the book know where your train stops if you don't want to do something put your foot down and tell that person no this i'm not comfortable with this and, you know draw your bottom line and this goes for everything. It's not just sex and, you know, younger women or in all women or genders, whatever you want to say or reference it as. This goes for how you take disrespect from other people, what you let other people 
treat you like, what you've let other people tell you what to do. I mean, I guess these are all kind of in some way or fashion uh, forms of disrespect, but this is all just prime examples of, you know, where your limits stand. Um, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, I assume this can definitely fall into the category of how you let your children talk to you. Or even if you're in a relationship, how you let your spouse talk to you or your significant other. How are these people speaking to you and is it in a way that you don't like? But why are you letting it happen? So in the book, a lot of basically what they reference is you have a bottom line, right? You have this line of what you're willing to accept, where you value yourself at, basically, especially when it comes to respect. You value yourself at this, you have a standard, right? And when someone crosses that line, you feel disrespected, you feel hurt, you feel taken advantage of. Um, all your mixed emotions, depending on the case of the scenario, this is how it's gonna make you feel because your boundary line was crossed. It's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Now, the problem with that is no matter how close the person is to you that actually crosses this boundary line, you've now lowered your standard of what you'll accept as disrespect. And this can be from a complete stranger. This can be from your mom, someone that you love, someone that you're in a relationship with, someone that you're willing to die for. But no matter who they are, because you let one person cross your boundary line of what you're willing to accept, especially as far as like respect or even you know sexual activity, whatever the case may be, you have now lowered the standard for everyone, not just that person. And this is where the psychological effects come into play. You have let one person, especially if it's someone that you're comfortable with, talk to you a certain way. Now you're more susceptible to being treated like that by everyone, especially people you don't know. Because you, majority of the time, you'll accept bad behavior from someone you love, right? Someone that's real close to you. You'll be like, oh, well, you know, maybe they were just mad. I didn't like the way they treated me, but I'll let it slide this time. Well, who's to say in a week, whenever a stranger treats you that very exact same way, you won't let it slide. Not many people, not to say people aren't strong, but majority of people will accept behavior that they're familiar with. As bad as that sounds, it happens. So I encourage you to figure out where your bottom line is. Figure out what you're willing to accept in all categories. Figure out who treats you a certain way that you like or dislike. And in the next couple segments, we'll kind of go over on how to address those issues. So what happens whenever someone crosses a boundary line? Whenever someone crosses one of your boundaries that you're not comfortable with, something that happens to you because you allowed it to, and this is someone that's close to you, they feel, I mean, it's, it's almost like, it's a very, very slippery slope, right? Whenever you let, for instance, my dog's right here, so I'll use him as an example. My dog one time pissed in my living room. And from that point on, 
because even though I didn't necessarily let, want it to happen and I didn't tell him, hey, go pee in the living room, he did it. And because there wasn't an immediate corrective action, he felt like it was okay. So now if he's ever in the house and he has to go to the bathroom, he tends to use the bathroom in the living room. If, I, if I'm not here, if like someone's here and they're not watching him. And he, he will do it because, like I said, that's what he's familiar with. He's, he's done it before, so he knows that he can do that. Like a baby. If you let, I mean, I've never had a baby, so I probably shouldn't even use that example. But I assume if you let a baby do something, right? You let a baby put something in its mouth or grab something off the counter, like a cup or a rug or something, and you don't, yeah, let's just use that example. If there's like some drapage of a food mat, something like that on the table and a baby reaches up, grabs it, slips off, throws everything onto the floor. It's gonna think that reaching up and grabbing things is okay if there was no corrective action. So the same thing with your bottom line, your boundary lines of respect. You have to kind of have, and it doesn't have to be like a real stern disciplinary action, but you have to definitely stick it to people whenever you're being treated a certain way. If someone speaks to you, like, I'll give a personal example. With my girlfriend, I, have, I tend to have some trust issues. Not because I don't trust her, just because I don't trust other people. That's where my anxiety comes into play, right? So whenever she's on her phone, I will make comments about like her messaging other dudes. I have in the past, I'm trying to work on stopping doing that because I know how it's affecting our relationship. But immediately whenever I make these comments, she'll bring it up to me like right away, like, hey, I didn't like whenever you said that and I really don't like whenever you say these things because it makes me feel like you don't trust me. And that right there is a perfect action, a perfect example of immediate disciplinary action. She's telling me exactly what she didn't like and why she doesn't like it and how it's making her feel. This is something that should be done across the board every doesn't matter who it is whether it be someone that you love whether it be someone that you don't like whatsoever um whether it be someone that you don't even know anytime you're treated any specific way that crosses your boundary line bring it up bring it up bring it up right then and there don't get to dwell on it because whenever you sit down you dwell on things you tend to like i said anxiety kicks into play regardless if you have severe anxiety or not it comes into play because what happens is, is you say, oh, well, I should have said this to them. Uh, I should have acted like this. I should have told them this. I should have told her that, blah, blah, blah. And now you're creating a scenario. Just like I said in the beginning, you're creating these scenarios in your head. There's something that hasn't even happened yet. You're creating a scenario based off of an action that you didn't capitalize on in the beginning. And it's gonna eat you up alive. And then whenever you see that person, now you're gonna have this like angst because you're afraid maybe, okay, well, if I don't say something to them now, maybe they're gonna say something to me again. Or maybe even if your anxiety isn't even that bad, you're gonna have some type of mixed feelings. You're gonna feel off whenever you come to that person because they disrespected you one point in time and it's possible to happen again. So basic human nature, fight or flight response, is to fear this situation, some type of communication. So how do you avoid this from happening? How do you deal with it whenever it does happen? Because it's almost always going to happen. Nobody, unless you're a well-renowned millionaire, I guess, there's not a lot of people that will just 
automatically respect you. There's always going to be someone in the world that's going to dislike you for who you are because the things that you're doing, regardless of what it is, regardless if you label yourself as successful, regardless if you're the richest man in the world, something that you're doing right now, someone else sees their own insecurities in because they're not capitalizing on it and they know they should be doing it. So they're going to hate you for it. We'll talk about this later on in the episodes, but a really good example is people, like for instance, I guess, um, people that I went to high school with. I knew a lot of people that loved to talk shit about the things that you know I wanted to do or the things that I was doing. Or I'd overhear, um, or a friend would come up to me and they'd say, hey dude, uh, I know you, know you don't really talk to them that much, but I heard so-and-so like they said this, this, and that. And I and you understand it's all gossip and there's some truth in a little bit of everything. And there's some over-exaggeration in a lot of people's you know, gossip that they like to spread because people tend to get off on that. But problem is a lot of those people, whenever the things that they'd say, in my eyes, it came across as like jealousy and not like an angry jealous, like, oh, I wish I had that. Just like a jealous that they didn't think to do the things I was doing or they didn't have the courage to take the risks that I took. People tend to call out the things that they see in themselves that they don't like onto other people because it's easier to project your own problems onto someone else and make fun of them for it rather than admitting it that you have yourself, right? So someone that's addicted to drugs, it's easy to tell other people like, oh, so-and-so is doing this, doing that. You know, so-and-so is on smack. But if that same person is doing similar drugs, I mean, are they going to look themselves in the mirror and say, hey, I probably should stop doing drugs? Probably not. It's just how human nature works. It's easy to project your own feelings on other people, especially if you can pinpoint it into other people. But anyways, so what do you do whenever your boundary line gets crossed and how do you avoid it? Immediately, what I suggest to everyone is just learn how to stand up for yourself. Back in the last episode, we talked about, or maybe two episodes ago, we talked about words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are just verbal terms that you can say out loud over yourself. So these things you can typically say in the morning, you can say in the mirror, you can just, you know, I'm a happy person, I'm a loving person, today's going to be a great day, saying it out loud. It's really freaking weird how these outward, out loud expressions change the way you're feeling 100%. I, whenever I'm ever feeling stressed, I literally, I yell as loud as I can. I'm a happy person with my sunroof down, roll the windows down and I drive around town and I just yell that I'm a happy person. And for some odd reason, it just, it really just makes me like, I get this like kind of uplifting feeling. So you can use words of affirmation whenever it comes to confidence, whenever it comes to building up you know, being able to speak out. We obviously all, everyone, you know, your anxiety and your conscious, I guess, I don't know if it's one of the same thing is going to have a second thought. This is where your confidence comes into play because you think to do something and immediately you get pumped to do it, but then you don't do it because you hold yourself back because in that split second you thought of, no, maybe I shouldn't do that. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. That just means that you need a little bit more of a confidence boost. So I encourage to start... If that's something you need, I would encourage looking in the mirror, and this is something that I learned from acting, 
whenever I had to study my scripts, get into character, blah, 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 um, I'd look in the mirror and try to act out my little audition or whatever without looking at the papers, memorizing what I needed to say, but getting in character. And this is something you can do with words of affirmation about confidence. So if you're ever feeling like, and this is all experimental, you have to play with it, see how it makes you feel. Of course, at first you're gonna feel goofy and it's gonna feel stupid, but I encourage you to indulge into something like this if you're having confidence issues. Look in the mirror, hold your chin up high, make sure you're not slouched. Make sure you have a, uh, it's called a power stance whenever it comes to human, oh, sorry about that. Whenever it comes to actual, uh, what is it called, body language, um, it's called a power stance where your chest is up high, you get your legs can be a little bit wider than your normal foot stance and your chin is up. This right here immediately, it's, it's just a dominant stance. Now other people that have that ex like real high confidence, they're gonna feel this. They won't say it, they may not say it, they may not notice and they may not click in their brain like, oh, that person is trying to be confident, but they're going to feel it. Other confident people can feel confidence. And if they're a pretty good person, they'll probably just let you be confident because it's a good feeling to feel confident unless they're feeling challenged. That's a whole nother story. But get in your power stance, open your chest, pick up your chin, feel a little wide and speak out loud over yourself. Say that you're a confident person, that you will not let people disrespect you. You won't let so-and-so undermine you. You won't let, you know, do these things. Whatever the situation it is, create your own little phrase. If it's targeted to one person specifically, cool. That works. If it's not, then just speak over yourself. You know, I am a confident person. I won't let people disrespect me. I won't let so people take, in, take advantage of me. Things of that nature. And this right here is a good way that you can kind of prep yourself for these situations. The reason being is you're speaking over yourself and you're telling yourself, okay, using these words of affirmation, you're speaking words over yourself. Subconsciously, you're writing memory into your brain. That's what people don't understand about this is you're writing memory, you're writing new memory into your brain because you're, you really, it's weird to say this, there's scientific studies over this, but your words literally have an effect on the molecular structure of things that you speak over, even yourself. You can use your own th thoughts to rewrite things that are going on in your body. So for instance, um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the back, uh, the words of affirmation. There were some studies at a college where they took two plants and they used the same water, the same environment, the same, like basically everything to make sure that there was nothing that can affect these plants of growing differently. In one plant, they spoke love, they said prayers over, they spoke very positive things and the plant next to it, the same exact plant, same species and everything, um, they spoke hateful words over. They said like, you're weak, you're polluted, you're not strong, you're never gonna grow, you're gonna shrink. And after I think, I don't know exactly, I'd say maybe six months, um, one plant grew two times its size, the plant that you know they said loving things over, and the other plant that they said hateful things over actually shriveled up and died. And that right there, I mean, there's a whole, this study goes on and it gets more in depth 
and they have more examples of what you can read on. Just look up, um, if you're interested, uh, what is it called? I want to say just the effects of words over water. There's a bunch of YouTube videos over it. There's blogs written on it. There's the actual Harvard, I think it's Harvard, study on it. Um, but anyways, this right there proves that your words have a literal effect over just things in general. And this is where, you know, you get your people that say the power of attraction law, where they speak out in the world, oh, I want this, and it's supposed to come to them. Um, I have mixed feelings about the whole power of attraction and the stigma behind it and the people that tend to kind of overindulge in, you know, uh, a certain belief. But these, the mantra of being able to speak existence, speak things into existence is very real, especially whenever it comes to your own body. So I encourage you to speak over yourself and believe it. Even if you don't believe it in the first couple of days, stick to it and actually stay, try to do it maybe once a day. Like I said, if this is a confidence issue, I encourage you to actually do this once a day because like I said earlier, you're rewriting the code that's in your brain. If your brain was a computer, you're, you're rewriting code to making yourself a confident person. So eventually you're gonna actually start seeing yourself walking a little bit different, talking a little bit different, acting a little bit different. And then whenever these scenarios come up, you're gonna see yourself hopefully stand up for yourself. And that should be the goal. Whenever you come up into a situation of disrespect or uncomfortable, just an uncomfortable situation all in all, you should be able to stand up for yourself, draw your bottom line. Like I said, it doesn't matter if it's a stranger, doesn't matter if it's your mom, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your child. You need to draw these bottom lines and actually let them understand that you will not be treated this way. You will not be treated in a certain manner because you value yourself more than what they are giving you. Don't make it an ultimatum like, oh, you're going to treat me better or else. Just straight up tell them, I will not, I do not deserve to be treated this way. And you're going to stop treating me like that right now. Bottom line, just drop it after that. Don't argue with people. It's not worth the stress. Don't try to justify your reasonings. Just straight up like that. I deserve to be treated better and I will be treated better. Bottom line, end the conversation.